Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to your spiritual best friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and for today's discussion, I know usually I have guests that come on and we really get into like their journey and all that fun stuff, but a lot is going on in the world recently. Uh, this past week, a lot of just negativity that's just brought on to the world, especially in the United States, and uh, I've had this spiritual calling, this this like this voice inside my my head, my gut feeling to really just have a normal and and in-depth conversation with everybody and everybody listening. So for this podcast, we're going to have a mixture of topics about politics. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about astrology. And we're also going to, there's going to be guests that are going to call in through Wisdom app. And also there's going to be people that are going to put messages in the chat. So this is like a live read discussion. And we're really, the purpose of this podcast again is, no, I am not a professional when it comes into the politics field, um, but I am a ment- I'm in the process of becoming a mental health counselor, and the importance of mindfulness and the importance of mental health is so vital. And whenever traumatic events like these happen, where you have a road versus Wade, and now abortion is now up to the states now to determine if they want to legalize it or illegal or make it illegal, um, a lot of people are going to be affected by that. So it's important for this conversation, again, that we're going to keep an open mind and we're really just going to be open and be vulnerable with each other um, because that is one of the first couple steps in order for us to grow and take those steps as a society, as a collective. We need to be able to be open and be mindful of each other and how we're feeling. Um, And once we're able to talk about it and get our feelings out of our chest, then we're able to move forward and we can really get into take action and, and work together to change this because I can't believe I'm saying this, like in the year of 2022 stuff like this still happens. I mean, I mean, even before this, we, between all the school shootings that have happened over the course of the past couple decades, you have those innocent young lives taken. It's, it's just been building up. As as a collective, it's just been building and building and building. And we're realizing that there's this problem that we need to address. We need to solve as a collective. I'm not saying everybody individually as a collective and the people that are put in power in the United States political system that's in Congress, the Senate, all of them, uh, the governors, all of them. They are not doing anything about it as a collective. And this is the result of what's happening. It's just getting worse and worse and worse until we reach a point where we have to stand up and we really need to, to fight to get things changed because it's only going to get worse from here. Um, because I know there's talks about the Supreme court. I know a couple of people that voted, um, for road versus way to be abolished. Um, a lot of them spoke in interviews. They wanted to end same sex marriage. They wanted to, 
They wanted to end a lot of stuff. Birth control was also in the mix as well. So there was a lot of different things that they're, that they're trying to do moving forward. And it's important for us as a collective society, as people, we need to work together. So with this, with this discussion, with this topic, we're going to talk a lot about all that. So let's get to it. The Supreme Court on Friday, literally yesterday, overturned the landmark Roe versus Wade decision that guaranteed the right to abortion in the United States, undoing decades of legal precedent and paving the way for around half of all states to ban the procedure. Six to three was the ruling. It wasn't even close. And for me, when I first heard this ruling, I had to get my graduate's paper done. So luckily I got that done, Um, but I was not motivated. I immediately thought of my little sisters because I'm I'm the oldest of seven siblings total. between my mom's side and my dad's side. My one sister already has a child. She is a mother by choice. I just immediately thought about her. I immediately thought about my two younger siblings, one that's in high school and one that is seven years old. Well, it's going to be six, sorry, going to be six or seven in September. I immediately thought of them three because it, it just, it's, it's scary to really think about. It's like I can only imagine my sisters or even my peers, my friends that are women, my my mothers that are women, my stepmother, my real mom, everybody, like all the women that I really were close to me, I really just thought about because now they're put in a position where they don't have the option. They don't have the right to choose what they what they want to do in their body, like what they want and what they need in their body. They don't have the right to do that anymore. And it's scary to think about. And I immediately went down that road. I I just, you can only imagine if my sisters were in the wrong state at the wrong time and currently had to live there due to a career or whatever reason, because in life, that's what happens, especially I'm realizing that now in my early twenties, once I, once I'm done my graduate program, I need to figure out what state am I going to really get licensed in and, and, and start to reside in. And I can only, I was just, I was just thinking to myself, that what if my sisters were in that situation and someone was to abuse them and they were conceived by that and they were in a state where they had, they had to keep the child. If they were to do it, if they were to get an abortion, they would obviously be, they would have jail time and all that stuff too. It's just crazy to think about. And I just, I immediately went that down that road because it's important, the ability to empathize with others, because for me, I am a man, you know, and it's important. And I and I realize the importance of being a man and speaking up and having a platform like this on wisdom and having a podcast where I have consistent viewership and consistent listeners. It's important for me to address the social justice issues and to address that. It's a, it's important. And I immediately thought that when, when it comes to myself, I immediately thought about my friends, my peers, my little sisters, and all of the women out there because it's sick. It's really sick to think about that in certain states, a gun has more rights than a woman. It's it's maddening and it's disgusting again. And it really just shows you again, and it comes back to my discussion that I had a couple of weeks ago here on Wisdom, What does our society view as a collective? Collectivism is an important term, especially when it comes to politics, because as a society, what are we taught? We are, it's, I like, I like the term the United States society in general as individual capitalism, where people are taught that material things are successful, um, that being productive is successful and what happens is we're in a constant state of competition with one another. And with that competition, we view things individually instead of as a collective. Because the thing is, when we start to view things as a collective group, we have the power to make change. We have the power to, to really put pressure on the U.S. government. But as a society, we're taught to go against that. We're taught to individualize ourselves. And what I mean by individualize is it's all about me, 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 me. And with that comes a lot of backstabbing, manipulation, all that stuff. 
So collectivism is a very important term that we must understand. I know in a lot, I know for me, I know what collectivism is. I grew up in a, in a minority household. So for me, and it, in a lot of minority households, we're taught to view things collectively instead of individually. But the problem is our political leaders and the people that have power in the country view things individually. And what I mean by that is unless they personally experience these social injustices, they're, they're not going to care and they're not going to promote change. And it shows. It shows. Very quickly, they... The gun laws in our country have changed literally in this one week. This I'm just going to run down the list in one week. The Supreme Court, again, people that are in high position of power, they've ruled the following in this course of the week. States are required to fund private religious schools. Police officers can't be sued for not reading your rights, which is horrible because we need as an as a citizen, we need to be able to understand our rights That's just common sense. The states need to provide medical care that could. Sorry, big, big word here. Exonerate prisoners. So that's another one. But a fourth one, expanded gun rights to carry with no permit. So these are the four things. And then obviously now five. Banning Rovers Wade and making the states being able to have the power to either illegalize or legalize abortion. So in this week alone, we had five incidences again where you have people that are put in supreme power in the United States, individualize and create policies. I'm just trying to think before I say create policies and individualize their own personal values instead of the collective common good. They're viewing things again individually instead of as a collective. Because again, think about it. Most of the people that voted for all this stuff, the majority are white men. There is one black man and there's also one woman. And the woman has had a history of some problems. I'm not going to go down that road because we're going to stick to this point and what's been going on this week. And the man is, oh man, I, I can't, don't get me started with that. But my point is, again, when it comes to all these policies and all these procedures, the people that are put in the position of power, the Supreme Court, they are viewing things individually and selfishly. And my point is, again, unless they personally experience the injustices that we all experience as a collective, they're not going to care. They're, it's just not. What this week has shown again is what the people, what the people in power in our current political system value. They value old school Christianity beliefs where there's no separation between the church and the state. All of the church values are more important than the common good. We're human beings. We need to be able to feel safe and secure in the environments in which we are in, the environments in which we are raised in. And we took a lot of steps back this week. We really did as as a society. We really did. But I can only imagine being a woman in the constant anxiety that we have to face now you're walking outside in the dark. You need to always check your shoulder because now depending on what state you're in, you have less rights than, than a gun. It's gross. It's sickening. And the amount of anxiety that would induce on anybody, the amount of fear that that would put it's maddening and it's disgusting because again, we should all feel safe and secure. Um, I know for sticking to psychology, I know there's like the, our basic needs. And I know a need for security and safety is one of those basic needs. And this ruling has taken that away for a lot of women. Again, whether your personal values, how you view abortion, that's one thing. But the, but you also have to understand the importance of abortion, of abortion. That is right. That is a right for a woman to choose what she wants and what she does not want in her body. We are human beings. We should have the power to choose what we want to put in our body and what we want to put out of our body. It's it's just common sense. It's a basic nature. And now that that is taken away, you're going to put in so much pressure. You're going to put in so much anxiety. And now women are put even even more of a hurdle in which they already are, which they already do experience. 
A lot of women, again, what we talk about as a collective, they don't get paid right. They don't have equal pay. There's a, obviously, there's a statistic, one in six women have experienced some form of sexual abuse. That is according to the U.S. Bureau of Statistics. One in six women. So not only are they facing that, they're not getting paid. Now you have policies like these where it just val- it just values men. It's it's gross. It's it's disgusting and it makes living here a challenge. And that should not be the case because apparently this country has always been land of the people, land of the free, but clearly these policies and everything that has happened over the course of the past week have not shown that. It's crazy to really think about because another thing to really think about is, again, I mentioned about what does our society value. We also have to look at what our society has come from. And the United States has come from, again, how, how did the United States become the United States? People from Europe came over, slaughtered, killed, raped, all, all of the above on the Native Americans, destroyed their land. Horrible. That's how our country was originated. And and in history, they try to suppress it. I know I went to the public school system. I I learned all about this stuff in in like college. I know I know I learned a little bit in like elementary school and stuff, but we were we celebrated Columbus like he was a national hero for like pretty much all of my school until like towards the end. Like it just shows you again, you gotta look at where our country originated from. What does our society view as a collective, not you individually, but what does society view as a collective? And then that's when you start to put the pieces in the puzzle as to why stuff like this constantly happens. So you have a society that has been built on genocide, a select group of people that have had a history of discriminating and oppressing people, whether that's through slavery, what is that What it, now Obviously, slavery to Jim Crow, to racial inequality today, to police injustice systems, to the to even the justice system having biases and towards the African American community. You have on that spectrum. That's a whole other topic. And then also, you have the history of women as well. All the women that have sacrificed themselves just for women to vote in the early 1900s. To all to the constant fight and and struggle and sacrifice. You have that. On the end of the spectrum, you have a lot of other minority communities constantly face the racial inequalities and racial and the implicit biases that the majority of Americans possess. And that is what you have in this in this country. Again, individual capitalism, that is what our society has always valued. If you have the nicest car, the nicest house, the the nicest Huge. You have Louis Vuitton purchases. I, I know everybody has their bougie purchase, purchases that they want. You're viewed as more successful as a person that does not pers- uh, that does not buy that. We're taught to compete against each other instead of working together, being mindful of each other. That's what we're taught. So now you have this growing problem where you have people that are put in power that are ignorant that don't have the ability to empathize with the common good and just continue to instill these crazy ideologies or a lot I can get into philosophy and all that stuff too. But my point is you have all these people that are put in power that just instill their own implicit biases onto the common good. And now we all have to suffer as a collective. Women are suffering. The African-American community is suffering. Minority communities are suffering. Rich, poor, middle class, the working class and the and the poor class. We are all suffering like and again, there's the select few a group of people just continue to again because they have the best material things and they have all that stuff. Again, you just have this constant cycle that we are in. So it's definitely scary times to really think about. And I know more people are tuning in. Shout out to everybody just tuning in. Love you guys very much. Thank you. But yeah, like this is, it's just an endless cycle and it's just really scary to think about. So I'll tie everything back in and then I'll open, I'll be open for guests to join. If you guys do want to join the conversation, because I, I want you guys to know that 
that yes, I am a man and I might not actually, you know, I got like, I won't be ever, I'll be, I'll never be able to carry a child, but I empathize with you and it's important. Um, so we all got to do our best as a collective and we can overturn this and we can, we can fight. Um, so there's some abortion organizations, um, that you guys can donate to that I 10 out of 10 recommend, um, that, that are in the fight against Rove, obviously that what the heck was going on recently in society. Planned Parenthood is a good organization to donate to. Um, National Black Women's Reproductive Agenda. Um, NARAL Pro-Choice America. National Abortion Federation. Center for Reproductive Rights. Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. R-A-I-N-N. Um, Gut Matrix Institute. National Women's Law Center. National Network of, of Abortion Funds. And for the podcast, I'll make sure to put all of the links in the show description. I just want to check in with you guys, too, and see how we're feeling. When the, when the initial news first came out, what was your initial feelings? Learn that you're not alone and that uh, we can all work on this together. We can talk about it. We can be comfortable talking about it, and we can share amongst each other. Um, so that's the purpose of this talk today. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, It's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Um, so now that I address the problem, and the problem again for those just tuning in, is as a society, we view material things and we're and we're taught to to compete against each other instead of working together as a collective. I'm not saying you individually, but as a collective. The solution to all of this is mindfulness. And the reason why I say mindfulness as is a is one of the many solutions because once people are more mindful of how they're feeling of they're more mindful of just how, just how things are in general, you're more mindful, you know, what's going on in your body, you know, how you react to certain things. Once we're more mindful with ourselves, then we have the ability to empathize and be there for others. Yes. It it does seem easier said than done, but it's important for us to recognize how trauma manifests throughout the years and for us to be mindful of the generational traumas that we currently face, whether that is based off of society, whether that's based off of your own family trauma. And once we're more mindful of ourselves and what's going on within our bodies and our emotions and our mental health, then we have the ability to build empathy and be able to to look at others and empathize with them, even though we might not relate to them. Because there's so many ignorant people in our world today, you clearly have seen it, where you have a vote six to three, six people in the Supreme Court just said, you know what, F the rights of all of the women nationwide. F all the rape, all, F all the rape victims, people that are for, that are that are pregnant and it's forced upon them. F all those people. That's pretty much what they're saying, based off of this reading, or of this ruling. And if, and if they had the ability to empathize and understand why this is taking place, instead of being so upset uh, because your personal values and your personal beliefs do not match up with the collective. 
you, we wouldn't be having this. But because, again, there's a lot of ignorant people in this world that only care about their own personal beliefs, we constantly have this power. or We're constantly in this position of constantly being anxious, this constant fear. We don't trust our political leaders because they have given us so many reasons not to trust them. So mindfulness is one of the many solutions that can really help us grow as a collective society. Um, but with that, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of emotional work. Um, I've been saying this to I've been saying this to a lot of people that even the even the people because pe- when people think of trauma, they immediately think of the victims of abuse, the victims of traumatic events, but the people that also oppress the victims should be going to therapy, should be taking the time and should be doing the emotional work because there is some deep rooted trauma there as well. There's a reason why you get a kick out of oppressing people. It's crazy to think about because obviously most of us, we have the ability to empathize, but for the people that love to oppress people, you guys need to have a you need you guys need to look in the mirror and find some mental health resources because there's we don't come out into this world getting a kick out of oppressing people getting a kick out of out of stereotyping people we don't get a kick of that that's taught that's learned behavior through traumatic events through what our parents taught all that stuff and it's up to the people that oppress and even the victims as well to work and for everybody as a collective. I'm not just saying those two types of group of people, but all of us as a collective, we need to put in the emotional work and understand our own traumas. So that way we're more mindful and we're more able to be understanding of others and where they come from and their own trauma, because we all have our own traumas that we face. We all have our, we, everyone is experiencing something and it's important for us to empathize with each other. We all have stress. We all have anxiety. And in order for us to grow, we all need to be able to be mindful of that. And, and amen. <laughs> amen. Um, so here is the states for you guys that do not know already that it's going to take effect immediately. So Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, um, North Dakota, South Dakota, and then there's a couple other states that are likely to ban Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Ohio, Indiana. Um, so far, the states that are likely to remain legal, and I'm in one of them, so thank God. Delaware, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, uh, Maine. Minnesota, Colorado, New Mexico, Nevada, California, Alaska, Hawaii, Oregon, and Washington. So those are the states, and Illinois, sorry, Illinois as well. So those are the states that are, they've already acknowledged we're going to remain legal um, because obviously a woman should have the right. So, but for the states that are, that are likely to ban and are going to, they're already immediately taking a trigger ban. It's not looking good. So I immediately thought about them. And just to get to another topic as well, because I know I've been talking about this Roe versus Wade case for about a half hour now. Um, the school shootings too. It's, it's just a shame. Again, like when all these school shootings happen, I just think about, my future kids and when I do have future kids and I think about even myself going to a supermarket or going anywhere. I, it's just this constant fear and this constant anxiety of my safety. Like, am I safe? And it's not even just me. I empathize with, with everyone when it comes to, when it comes to to being in the LGBTQ community, and I know there's plus, there's there's two other letters, and I'm sorry if I forget them, but being a part of that community as well, and there's a group of people that like to target them, that adds to that fear and anxiety. Being a woman, people, a certain group of people like to target women. 
there's a huge high, there's high right, high rates of sex trafficking. Just a constant fear. I don't understand how, like, I know it's, it's just, it's insane. And with these school shootings and with the, and with these, with these law, with these new gun laws are showing again, it's just, it's astonishing to really think about. And like I said before, mindfulness is an insight and being the ability to empathize. It starts as a society, what do we value? And we really need to get back to our roots and change that. Our education programs, our education system should be implementing mental health exercises, the mental health courses. Um, there should be a social injustice course in all public school education, starting middle school, even in elementary school, where we are learning about the injustices of our society and where they stem from. These are all things that should be taught, should be should be implemented so that we were able to learn and understand other people's perspectives. But our society values test scores. It values who is the who has the highest IQ, who can go because you got to have a certain GPA and stuff to go to college. You got to have money for that. Like there's just so much just problems. Um, Even the healthcare system, you can get you can get into everything like there's just no concept of the human element to it. It's just all about what is the cheapest way so that way we can make money. Um, that's pretty much what a lot of big time companies, big time corporations, because think about the most successful people in this world. They're, they're people that invest in the stock market. They're people that are self-employed, that are in charge of their own income. Those type of people are a byproduct of what individual capitalism is which is a society that focuses again on material things as success and making the most money as successful. When you make the most money, people admire you. People adore you. It's gross. It's, it's, that's not how it should be. We should be mindful of each other. We should be able to work together. We should be able to empathize and understand where we are, where we are going, where we are coming from. What is stressing us out in our lives? Until we, until our political leaders acknowledge that, we're going to continue to have this happen. Another side topic, the average salary for a teacher. And it's this, if you want to talk about money, since we're sticking this way, a perfect way to describe what our society values. The average salary for a teacher is $31,000. Around their estimate. Don't quote me exactly, but that's according to, again, the U.S. Labor of Statistics. The average salary is $31,000. So you have teachers that are severely underpaid, that are put with the most, that are put with the pressures of not only testing our children, but also trying to be an emotional support system for the child as well. I know some of my teachers, some of my best teachers, I never forget. I don't forget. I never forget my third grade teacher where she saw me upset one day and she pulled me aside while all my classmates were in recess. And we talked about it for the entire recess. I'll never forget that conversation. Um, I was dealing with a lot of stress. My dad was not really a part. My mother was doing her own thing. And then my grandpa also died. So I was just horrible mentally. Um, and she checked in, but again, that's the point. Again, we don't, our society does not value that. Teachers are getting paid $31,000. Social workers, all of the people that are putting in the work to really try and help the common good are severely underpaid. And the jobs that are the most paid are banks, stock markets, people that work in the stock market. Um, I know the police, uh, even like the average salary for police officers is like 50000 like these are all things where it's like, what does our society value as success? Obviously, when it comes to teaching and educating and being part of the common good, that's not what is valued. And it shows. When we when think about medication for another example. Instead of actually giving us platforms and giving us a health care where we can have the resources with 
obviously like because again we don't where everyone is has equal access to because I'm a firm believer in the in, in a universal healthcare system it should be implemented it should be especially here with the amount of money we have as a nation we should be able to have a universal healthcare system easily um but people should have the equal access to finding a counselor, to finding group therapies, to, to finding all these resources that can help us process our trauma instead of just giving us a med- just instead of giving us a pill and telling us, all right, there's a quick solution to it. Um, in other news, I know Mark Cuban, um, he's an example of a billionaire that used his money. For actually, for the common good, he made medication very affordable for the public. There was an exa- and he's in the process of doing an even more better job when it comes to that. So, if you have a billionaire doing this, think about the other people that are put in position of power that have so much money. What are they doing? What do they really value? Because it's clearly it's not the common good. They're just a byproduct of what society has taught them and what has our society taught us as a collective? What is our society? What is the history of our society? It's just this constant, constant, constant cycle of oppression, abuse, manipulation, stereotyping, inequality. And it's just built up and built up and built up. And now you have this, Abortion is taken away up to the states now. Same-sex marriage is now in the discussion of getting taken away. Our rights are getting taken away. Like I mentioned before, there's no there's no Mandarin rights anymore. People now a police officer officer can just handcuff you. They don't have to read your rights. Like, I don't know about you. I don't know all my rights. I'm I'm only 20 <laughs> I'm 24 years old. I don't know all my rights. In order for me to learn, I have to be able to have the access to learn it. If you get what I'm saying, like it's just it's it's maddening to really think about. Perfect. So we got our first guest on. Anybody wants to share? You're more than welcome. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling today? Well, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed always. I know that I'm waking up and it's a new day, and then I'm. I'm worthy and I'm grateful to be here. And so knowing who I am, I, uh, well, I was considered a gladfly in Sacramento or a Medici and I moved here into Nevada and I'm still the same person. So the deal is, is that we, the people need to pay attention to where we live because there are certain rules and regulations and regulatory guidance that allow us to be American citizens. But so many people just don't participate in the policies of governance, meaning that you pay taxes, you pay a lot of taxes. And when the money comes back, you let the people decide how they're going to use it. And when they're abusing your children, I say, what are you talking about? Do you get me? Because all of the children are being abused, except for the ones who have real money and who have access to magnet schools or STEM programs or, you know, gate. Mm-hmm. gate you know and 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 it it's so real that people set aside their children for these additional services that are provided by the federal government but their children aren't generating that money the people who are generating that money are the people in poverty but those are the people who don't have time for politics they got to work they got to pay the bills they got a woman they got children everybody got to eat you see and you know then we have a whole different system for immigrant people to come here because they get a hand up. So they, it's not a handout. They get a hand up, but for the people here, it's considered a handout and they don't appreciate special education because it's like, who wants to get on the yellow bus? You get me? And it really is an equalizer to what should be happening for individuals in the public school because public schools are mandated by compulsory laws. And who gives them this authority? Well, it's the federal government because you pay taxes. It all comes back down to you. And when Michael was looking at that man in the mirror and he realized who he saw, 
and he tried to write a song about it. Well, he's not here because they don't really care about us. And come on, we're just led by nose wide open. Let's search for tomorrow. General Hospital. One life to live. Come on now, you get me, right? So mm -hmm. what are we really doing? Why are we asking why? Because every day you understand that the system that has been established, it operates. And so even if you don't have children, you're paying for children. You know, you're paying for it. Even if you don't have health care, everybody contributes to health care. You get me? Through the federal government. So what are we really talking about? Other nations have health care, like Canada, just right over the border. But as an American citizen, what do you qualify for? Taxes? <laughs> you know? It's not funny, but <laughs> It's, it's kind of painful. You understand what you qualify for. You qualify to pay taxes. Death and taxes is what you qualify for. And so locally, every day when you wake up, you need to look in the mirror and say, okay, how's everybody doing? How are we doing as Americans? Because we are not doing well. Anytime the children will spend their last year in high school thinking about how they're going to kill somebody, help me with that. I don't understand. I thought at 18... You'd be thinking about getting, you know, a piece of ass, prom night, right? Yeah. Or grad night. Grad night was so fun, but not for these kids, I guess, because they don't understand it's not happening for them. And, you know, what about the senior ball and all of those things? But at 18, you're trying to get a gun to kill somebody. What's going on? Because it's, you know, it's Dexter all over again. Dexter was a pretty fucked up show. I really didn't understand it because he was running around killing everybody, but he was the law. And so, and then people just, people have to survive. Now that young man that they gave life for a legal amount of marijuana in Mississippi, why aren't we pissed as Americans? Because why are you a legalized citizen in one state and not in the other? And okay. Now they're going to force women to have children. It's not like people are communicating so efficiently that they don't argue and men are not beating women. Men are beating women. It may be wrong, but if you don't understand that if it's not safe for you, that's not a place for you to be. You have to leave. And then when we just glorify, you know, these two young men were did a documentary on Kanye, and I guess it's all online. I watched part of the documentary, just like I was watching the documentary on Nipsey. Did you watch it? Hmm? Nipsey, how? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and but Nipsey was just talking about how it was for him living in the hood, and his mama not having enough money for food. And I understand that. I grew, you know, I raised my children, but I had girlfriends whose husbands were not supporting them. And, you know, it just got all like that. But when people make enough money to support their children and then choose not to, I can promise you they don't live long lives because two of my exes, well, they ain't living in Texas. They in, in the ashes already, you know, at 58. And one at, uh, one was older than me, I think 67. But I'm, I'm going to be 64 at the end of the month. And I just, I love my life. I know who I am. And I'm not searching anymore. And you're not searching anymore either because you do see the things that are wrong. And when when folks got to be outside of a liquor store trying to hustle some CDs because they mama, I mean, they wife or they woman needs some baby diapers. And goddamn, what are you going to do? You need the diapers. You know, you got a skill. That's what you got. But when people try to regulate what you got, your hustle, understand what makes this equitable. Who's setting the agenda? You understand what I'm saying? Michael Brown, I mean, he was just out for some Skittles. And somebody looked at him like he looked, I mean, but then you saw the craze of the hoodies and how they were attacking people for having hoodies on. And what did the hoodie represent? Maybe some kind of gangster kind of thing. But they still sell hoodies and people still wear them. But it makes a difference on who's wearing the hoodie and where they're wearing the hoodie at. And then if you got a nice car, and you got a little bit too much melanin. Well, you're going to get pulled over. They want to know where you got that money from. But then if you listen to some of this stuff on YouTube, how 
black cities and where black people were able to thrive and how all those cities in different places in those large cities where parts of town are underwater because they flooded that area. Black people were not going to live better than those who had brought them over here to provide services. But know this, in 1976 was the last year that California paid the, what do you call those, insurance policies for the runaway slaves. 1976, I heard that and almost made me irk because I know I graduated in 1976. Of course, it would probably take me forever to find that little documentary that I listened to. Malcolm said, it is our challenge, is the battle is the bullet or the ballot. We accepted the bullet so easily because Malcolm and Martin and Megger, and you just named the people who were murdered just outright for having the ability to move people. And that's what we need to understand. Wherever one or more are gathered in his name, it is. You understand what I'm saying? And so it's just a lesson. We live under trials and tribulations. We are so blessed because every time you come before a challenge, if you accept that challenge, you don't have to do it again. We want to talk about mental health. We really do because they're going to put more money into mental health. And we need to understand how the money actually comes into public schools because it's based on the census. So many people don't understand the process. Therefore, they don't understand how things should be happening. And then people are coveting what they're not, their children aren't generating in America. I mean, you know, the states have to come in with a fair share. They mean that the federal government will give you some money to help you with your poor, your indigent, your bilingual children, your uh, uh some a little bit of money for gifted and gate, but money for special education is what they give. And so all of the federal dollars are counted. And every 10 years, we do the census. You know, we participate in the census and everybody fills out that little form. And they encourage people who are undocumented to fill out that form too, because the state needs the money to help take care of them. And so when the dollars come back, oh, there's seven hundred and seventy billion dollars, $770 billion sitting at the governor's office here in the state of Nevada. And Nevada can't spend that money. Why? Because they don't have any of the school plans that would have documented how they spent the money or what they were going to do. And they just don't work with everybody. They do, however, work with the people that they do appoint for leaders and an appointed leader is there for a purpose. That's to keep your ass on the other side of the door. And so you don't have to stay on the other side of the door. No, you do have to. However, you have to accept the challenge. And the challenge is the knowledge. And if you have children, you start there. And if you don't have children, well, hell, you go to a not-for-profit agency and you start doing the work. Because the work is just simply going to be the work. And what do we look at as the work? Well, we want to know. You know, Biden here has already discussed it. They're going to help everybody help themselves because we're going to start putting three-year-olds mandatory early start public education. Now, how do states get to that when they were limiting the ability and treating it was like, you know, caviar or some kind of delicacy? Because only the people with money had the early start. And the people who were working, the people who were poor, well, you know, that was seemed to be, you know, whatever, a little bit too much. We would go up to the 200% of the poverty index to allow people to have child care. Because here in Nevada, we simply just need the workers. We're encouraging these people to come. They don't have to be citizens because we need somebody to make the beds and provide the public services. You get me? Serve the food. And this is the entertainment capital of the world. We have to have people to provide service because this is a service. So have a blessed day, Joshua. Nice meeting you. Follow me. I'm going to follow you. Wonderful of course. Yeah. <laughs> of, of course, Darlene. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being so knowledgeable and sharing just so much insight again. Like it, as I was just hearing you just describe everything, I'm just like, wow. Like, I mean, it, it's the truth. Like all you're speaking is facts. So I'll, I'll make sure to follow you as well. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. And have a blessed day, Joshua. You too as well. Stay safe. You too. We've got it. We've got it. You've got to understand that this is their nation and we are living 
in a nation that is our nation also. So we have to show up. The problem is we have not been showing up. We're at the table now. Don't leave. Stay with me. Have a blessed day. You too as well. And 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 thank you, Darlene, as well. I'll make sure to follow you and, and all that fun stuff. So thank you. All right. So that was Darlene, everybody. That was really great. What a wonderful guest. Um, and, and it shows, again, I know I talked a little bit in our discussion about the power of like collectivism and we need to be able to take the time to understand what is happening in our world. And once we are, once we gain that knowledge, we're able to be more mindful and understand, and we have the power to work together and move people. Um, like Darlene said, like think about some of the most powerful leaders that have created change. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Uh, Malcolm X was a Taurus, by the way, just for a little side note. I'm big on astrology. Uh, Malcolm X was a Taurus. I'm a Taurus as well. I've, I've, oh, I've resonated with him more out of the two, but they had the power to move people because they were mindful. They were able to understand and they're being able to observe what actually is going on. Because like Darlene said, it, like what we're taught, especially in poor communities and in the working class, we just got to survive. Those bills need to constantly be paid. It's just a constant struggle. We're not focusing on what we need to focus on because we're just trying to survive. So that concludes today's podcast. I want to first say to everybody, thank you for everyone that has listened and has gotten this far. Your listens definitely mean a lot to me and the podcast overall. Like always, guys, if you guys can like, rate, and subscribe on whatever listening platform you find this podcast, it'll mean a lot to me and it'll help boost the podcast overall. But the importance of the podcast today is, again, because I know there's a lot to decipher, but be mindful and shout out to Darlene for contributing to this wonderful conversation. She really gave a lot of great insight and everything. And if you guys want to follow her or also donate to any of the companies that I mentioned before, organizations that are to really like get women's rights back and moving, the links will be in the show description so you guys can tune into that as well. Um, but just take life day by day, everybody. Be mindful of the stressors in your life and acknowledge them and do the emotional work that we need. Because once we do that, we we have the ability to empathize with others and be there for others. So that way we can all grow as a collective and be there for one another. Change starts with ourselves, within our within yourself. And unless you do the work, you're not going to be able to help others and help others do the work. So continue to live life day by day and be mindful of our traumas and where they stem from. But for everybody listening, I hope everyone has a wonderful day and stays safe, especially the women out there as well. I can only empathize with the amount of anxiety and fear that you guys have. But I hope, again, everyone remains safe. And this is Josh signing off.